Welcome to track number 15 of Kryptos Man. that just before all this happened I went through a time of um, soul searching and it was soul like, searching yeah I settled it with God and with man not knowing that I was counting the days I mean it was like and you had some problems on earth yeah there were That's people there were people I had to forgive ah, I forgive ah. <laughs> have I talked to you before no have I talked to you before no have I asked you about your life before? No. Forgiveness? No. You see now? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Uh. Outer darkness. All those of you who are quarreling with people. Forgive! So just before it happened, you were... I was praying through because I wanted the baby to live. I have two daughters. Uh, so you were worried about it because of the pregnancy? No, not really. unforgiveness? No, not really. It was like I was still sick. And when Jesus came and strengthened me, it was like I knew within my heart I had to settle with everybody. I just forgave. Not thinking I would die or anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Maybe what... you didn't fully forgive. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Only God knows. Search my heart. Search my heart. Do you know all that's in your heart? No. No. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they will justify yourself, but God knows the heart. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray for her, Lord, that on the second time, it will not be outer darkness, but it will be <laughs> Amen, in Jesus. a higher place, Lord, in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. So we got to guard our hearts from the fears. What about if I, what if I become a pastor and I become poor? What about if I become a pastor? What about if I go to a village and I don't have whatever? So yeah, okay, I'll be poor. Yeah, if I'm poor, what will happen? After a short while, I'll go to heaven and that will be the end of it. I'm not afraid of the poverty again. What about if people don't respect me? They already don't respect me. And if they don't respect me, well, it doesn't matter. Keep your heart. Otherwise, you go mad. Amen. Amen. The next one is what? Being alone for too long is a source of it's a source of danger for your heart. That's why it's good to be in church on Tuesday, on Thursdays, on Monday, on Sundays, and every day you can have a chance. Church is also our social life. Hallelujah. What's the next one? That is all. Okay. So what's the first importance of your of spirituality? The main to help you to receive from God is that not so? Spiritual things. Number two makes you what? Yes, what happens in your life, the issues of your life depend on your spiritual life. Amen. The next reason why it is important to be spiritual is so that you can make right decisions unspiritual people make foolish decisions all the time amen turn with me to first corinthians chapter 2 and look at verse 15 it says but he that is spiritual judgeth all things he that is spiritual judgeth all things 
He that is spiritual does what? Judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. You see, when you are spiritual, you judge things. To judge means to decide, to take decisions, to assess, and to pass an informed decision on an issue. That's what it means to judge. You judge decision for your life. You judge whom you must marry. You judge for whom you must not marry. You judge the situation. You judge that I must be in this church. I must not be in this ministry and so on. You judge all the time. You understand? Because you are spiritual. As soon as you are spiritual, your decisions are very different. The decisions of your life are different when you are a spiritual person. And God is calling you to be spiritual. He wants you to rise up into spirituality. The cryptos man, the hidden man, must influence your thoughts. You see, decisions are often based on just a few things. For instance, decisions are based on money. Decisions are based on God. Decisions are based on prestige. The honor of men. Often. For instance, if you are running a little hospital and you want money, there's a way you run your hospital. You prescribe certain drugs which may not be necessarily the best drugs or the cheapest drugs for the person. But because you are selling that medicine in your dispensary, you always prescribe that medicine so that the person goes to your dispensary when he's finished to buy your medicine. Number two, when a person sleeps in your hospital, he, he brings more money because every night is 50000 or 40000 or whatever. So somebody who should go home, you say, you need to stay here for, uh, for observation for the next two days. Thirdly, somebody who can deliver normally a child, you get what I'm saying, normal delivery and so on, you look at it and say, you see, the way things are, you know, we feel that it would be best to have a cesarean section because a normal delivery may be cost us 25,000 or 30,000 cities, but a cesarean section will be 2.5 million. So we look at it and say, okay, okay, you see, you see, there's a certain risk and so on. So you see, madam, the best is that, you know, <laughs> at your age or whatever, you should have this this way. And then that is the way it goes. If you want to practice medicine, for instance, I know on one, in one uh, department in Kolebu, we had two people. There was one guy who felt he was really uh, knowledgeable, you know, and he always boasted of his knowledge. And there was another ward where the person who was there did not boast of her knowledge. You get it? But one day they did a test to see the mortality. That is the number of the rate at which people die on the two wards. And they found out the rate at which people died on the woman who did not know much and who the students would often make jokes about. Oh, this woman, she's a woloic. A woloic means no wolo. Wolo. Do you understand? Wolo is book. A woloic. A means no. Wolo. Ik. No book. She doesn't have book. Knowledge. And one day they did an assessment of the two words. And they found out that the A woloic, because the A woloic woman, when she's dealing with the children, she would just say, look, you have to give the child more meat. This is practical things. You have to have more meat for the child to eat. And this other one will be saying, you see, biochemical reaction, this, that happens, you see, and then glutamine phosphate is converted into this coenzyme, this and that and that. You see, and you ask, do you know that? Uh-huh, you see that you are, you are not in my class at all. Then, okay, let's continue the word round and you'll be going. So you realize that just puff up knowledge which does not actually practically help people. But as for this woman, she will give you a paper. What size of meat should you give to the child? And you draw the size of meat on the paper. That's medicine. It's like it's nothing, but that was what was saving the lives of the children. And, and she was aeoloic. <laughs> so it depends on your reason. The reason for what you are doing always changes the thing you are. If I'm preaching because of money, my preaching will be different. My ministry will be different. If I'm preaching to make myself famous, my ministry will be different. If I'm preaching because I love God, my preaching will be different. All these, you know, and then you take the right decision. 
when you are a spiritual person, you take decisions based on the glory of God, based on the honor of God, not the honor of men. Because he that is spiritual judges all, the, yet he himself cannot even be assessed by anybody. You can't even judge him because he's a spiritual person. I tell you, when you are spiritual, you judge things. I mean, not, not, you see, when we say judge, you may think that, oh, you condemn people. No, 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 no. Even his himself and his own life, he, the judgments he takes. You see, when you say judge, even driving, you take judgment. You, you make judgments on the road all the time. You understand? So when you are spiritual, you judge all things. Yet you yourself cannot be judged by people. They may try to pass judgment. Paul said, it's a very small thing that I, I should even be judged by any of you. So I tell you, the more spiritual you are, you, your judgment of who you should marry. A, a brother came, you know, he said, I want to marry somebody with very big breasts. The very big breasts are a very small part of marriage. Yeah. What does it, what doesn't happen? And you see, a spiritual person, so, and sometimes you see people who look so spiritual, and when they are taking decisions, you get what I'm saying? You wonder where their spirituality went. and and you'll find out after you marry the person may not even release the breast for you to uh, what do you call it participate with So although you follow that thing, you find out that it is not helping you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, and sisters, sometimes they are choosing, say, oh, I want somebody who is tall. Is it when the person is tall or the person is short? Is there, it's not a good way to decide. One sister, she had a very good brother to marry. She said, oh, I'm, 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 I'm taller than him. She wasn't even taller than him, but she was even the same height. And whether he is taller than you or he's not taller than you. And somebody said, oh, she's fat. I, I was telling somebody, I said, look, you say your wife is fat. If she's fat, there's an advantage. She's like a cushion. You get it? She's like a cushion. It's an advantage. <laughs> To see, you see, you cannot live in fear and torment of so many things all the time. God has given you natural ash foam. Others are struggling with bones. You must enjoy your ash foam. Look. Your mind must work correctly. You must be spiritual. Because you can have somebody who has that feature. And then the heart of the person is so wicked. You will, the person will pepper you so much that you will not even see that thing that you were following. But you will not even see it. One brother came to me and said, Pastor, I said, "What is it?" He said, "My my beloved, said, what what about her? She's too dark." <laughs> I cannot see her in the night.
Are you listening to me? He that is spiritual judges all things. If you are spiritual, your judgment will be correct. Your decisions. Another brother went and got a beloved. Came to me. He said, Charlie, if fine or you know fine. Now, if somebody asks you if fine or you know fine, what do you go say? If fine. How can you say you know fine? If fine. Let your decisions be colored with spirituality all the time. Write it down. Write it down. Let your decisions be colored with spirituality all the time. All the time. Colored with your spirituality. Many years ago, my favorite uncle took me. To his house and said to me he was taking me from Ghana school to an English school and I was going to become an English student in his school I mean in a school in England and go to medical school there and do all that and I said I cannot stay here and he said why can you not stay here and I said because if I stay here, I will backslide. This was after my O-levels. Many years ago, O-levels, I was 17 years old, but I was taking spiritual decisions then. Spiritual decisions have helped me all through my life. At the age of 17, he wanted me to stay and go to school. He, even, I, he saw that I wasn't interested. I said, look, he did two things. He said, I'm going to take you to the school for you to see that it's a good school. So he called the headmaster of the school in England. And took me there and said, look, go around the laboratories and, and the school and join the class. I said, if you want me to, I'll be, uh, I will. So I stayed there. I went around. Within an hour, I had finished. I said, look, is there any Christian bookshop in this town? And I went and went to town to go and find a Christian bookshop. I had seen all the things you see and I'm not, still not impressed. Then he talked to me. He said, look, you have to go to school in England. You cannot compare going to school in England with going to Ghana. You must be here. And I said, look, dear uncle, if I stay here, I'll backslide. He said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, there is no church here. What do you mean by no church? Come. He put me into his Audi. Sparked the car. Let's go. Then he took me around the whole town in the north of England. We got to a church. He said, this is a church. He said, this is not the type of church I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this kind of church. Then he took me to another church. said, this is another church. And then he took me to another church. said, this is a church. How do you say there are no churches here? I said, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about born again churches. Not a church building. And to his surprise... I decided I'm going back home to Ghana. At the age of 17, I was taking a spiritual decision. Some of you, if you had had that opportunity, okay, by now you, uh, you have gone crying. You have made yourself into some white man over there. All right, all right, see you later. Are you going to church? Why do you go to church so much? You will be asking, why do you go to church? Why do you do this? Why do that? But that spiritual decision saved my life. And here I am today preaching to you. And now as we are going on, I'm beginning to see that within a few years, whether I go to school in England or I go to school at Nima GSS Type 1 or Nima GSS 2 or St. Kizito uh, Primary GSS, it will not matter at all. You are falling in love with somebody because of her face or because of her money or because of her visa say ah this man has got american green card i'm going to marry him for american green card 
one pastor, he married his wife. She was like somebody who had a lot of money. But you see, some people, they seem to have a lot of money. But if you are married to them, you don't enjoy the money. So he married her. One day they were in the house and the, the beast, the horse was just moving towards the rocks. She got angry with him and she sacked her husband from the house. She said, walk out. Then she said, all the things you brought, you take. The only thing you brought was a clock, the wall clock. Take your clock out. Because all the things I brought them. I brought the chairs. I brought this. I brought this. I brought this. I brought this. The pastor was very sad. A spiritual decision is what is needed by you. And they said I should go and start a church somewhere, but it's very far and I'm feeling tired. <laughs> of course, you are feeling tired and it's very far. Natural man is always helping you to take decisions, and that's why you don't go far in spiritual things. Because for a spiritual decision to be taken, you will pay the price. Your flesh will suffer, your flesh will pay, and you will not feel you have you go through certain things because you are taking a spiritual decision spirituality is one of the most important things when somebody is taking a decision for anything you go and get a job that works on sunday i mean if you are spiritual you say look this job you know i thank you i will get a lot of money but you see i cannot sacrifice my job here i was talking to one brother and he said well you see that's the only job that i got i said no it's not the only job you can get it's better to be hungry than to have such a job the job takes you away and now when he was at the bar men started falling in love with him and you are working in a bar you have to take a spiritual decision and say that i will sacrifice this money because this job will not help me this job will not help me in the end he fell in love the men fell in love i don't know if he also fell in love with the men and i said to him my brother you've taken wrong decisions You've taken wrong decisions. Ladies, some of you look so spiritual, but when it comes to marriage, you don't use spirituality at all. Have you seen it? One of my pastors called me, he said, what do you do when all the main sisters in your church are being married by orangus from other places? I told him, that's how it is. They will come for them, and the girls, you see, they will have been so flowing in the church, doing everything, but when it comes to marriage, Somebody told me, when it comes to matters of the heart, you cannot trust a woman. But from today, I see spirituality upon you in Jesus' name. Some of you, you want to do well in the ministry. And you are in Lighthouse. And you know that if you marry this Dr. Toronto, who is coming to marry you, you know, who works at whatever and so on, uh, he doesn't, he's, he's not even interested in God. He's not even interested. You're taking a decision to marry because he has money. He comes with his car keys. He's waving his car key. He lives at whatever, at uh, whatever valley. And he's this and that. He's a businessman. And he usually goes to America. And you are following that thing. It's a bad decision. Uh, one day you'll be sitting there crying. In a few years, it will not matter. The person you marry, I mean, it will, it will matter. You need to take a spiritual sisters. Rarely have I seen a sister who takes a spiritual decision. Forgive you. I have forgiven you. God has also forgiven you. Rarely do you see sisters who take spiritual decisions. Real spiritual decisions. All the decisions. When the heart starts to move. <laughs> They forget about everything they, what they used to say pastor i was going to be in the ministry pastor i wanted to do this i wanted to do it. and suddenly you see such a change you cannot be they will say i want to be a missionary god has called me i also want to preach i want to and you see it's it is so marvelous he that is spiritual judges all things but as we grow in spirituality you now you look at you look at the man and say you this man when i marry you i know after some weeks you will be tired of me because you have grown up spiritually 
you look at it, although you are having this, it, really, it looks like you have this, you do this, you speak with slangs and all that. After a short while, you know that slangs cannot make you happy. This man's car cannot make you happy. This will not make you happy. And you know that there is something more to life than slangs. And the man goes to America. People are impressed with your mind, but you in the house, you are not a happy person. But I see spiritual daughters rising up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The next important thing when it comes to a spiritual person is spirituality determines the ability and the quality of your preaching. End your conversation. Matthew, Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 12. Are you finding Matthew? Matthew 12. Verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But the question that we often don't ask is, how can you, being evil, speak good things? In other words, how can you preach a good sermon when in your heart is not that good sermon how can you effectively speak that great message when that great message is not in your heart but what is in your heart is something else your quality of preaching your ability to preach is determined by what is in your heart because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks you are only good at preaching what is in your heart nobody preaches well with things that are not in your heart if you want to preach well the thing must be deep in your heart that's why when i see people listening i'm listening to a tape to go and preach it i'm listening to a tape to go and preach it you have not understood we don't listen to tapes to go and preach you listen to the tape over and over it goes deep in your heart if you look at me carefully, you realize that most of the things I'm saying to you for all these hours I'm talking to you, I'm not reading them out to you. I'm telling you something that is deep in my heart. These days, even I hardly have notes when I'm preaching. I have to get people to write the notes of what I'm preaching whilst I'm preaching. I hardly have notes when I'm preaching. I had a camp the other day with the, the Alos camp. I didn't have even, today I have notes. But the last camp I had didn't have even one note like this. A or point number one. Not a single note. And I preached to huh? You couldn't even make notes. But they were blessed. Were you not blessed? You cannot preach something. So I want to say that, you know, we need to develop the ability to preach. And I will say the greatest single thing is to load your heart. Load your heart when you are not going to preach. Load it. One day you will have an opportunity to speak out what your heart is loaded with. Ah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to it if you are going to preach. You can listen to it, but I'm saying that it will be powerful. So so different. He said, How can you being evil speak good things? In other words, how can you effectively say something that's not in there? That is why the thing must get in, 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 in. By quiet time, by tapes, by Bible study, by reading, by meditation. It goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. Then you stand and you speak from your heart. And you see that it's anointed. It's life changing. It's powerful. And you see that the crowd should be gathering because it's real. It 
determines what is in your heart determines how you preach and sometimes i see some of the pastors it's like you are just appointed as a pastor and you are just saying things but it's not you see you have to say things with your heart with your passion something you believe in have you ever been at a place where the the preacher started crying he preached and he starts crying how do you feel Huh? You feel really touched, isn't it? Why? Why do you feel touched? Huh? Because you see, tears are not easy to fake. So if the person is crying, it's likely that he really feels something about what he's saying. You see, and it, it, it creates such a, a move because you, you, the, the, the announcement that this one there is real has come to everybody. That is why people are affected. I went to preach somewhere the other day and as I was ending, I, I was just saying something. I just, tears came to my eyes. I, I just had to even cover my, but the whole atmosphere changed in the place. The whole place just changed because it was like, the, the, I don't know, it was even that, just those drops of tears was, was the message. Because you see that the thing is, is inside the person. It's not pretending or trying to organize some words together and make the thing sound nice. How can you say something that is not in your heart? How can you be evil? Say, make the tree good and then the fruit will be good. How can you? How? It's not possible. You can't do it. That's why some of us can't preach because there's nothing in our hearts. All that is in our heart. What your mother told you about Fantis and what your father told you about Airways. These are the things you know in details. When you have to explain something about airways, we should see how you become charged. And you start to talk. But the, 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 the things that are in your heart, those are the things. But when it comes to the word and scriptures and things, they don't come out of your heart. How the Lord wants you to get things into your spirit now. Get it into your heart. Get the word into your heart. That's why you must be tape lovers. Hey, tape lovers. Listening to tapes unrelated the tape that is in my car now what is the title of that tape i have different tape. one of the tapes in my car is about efficiency just a tape about efficiency i'm listening to john i preach about efficiency i'm just listening to it other tape i'm listening was preaching about the tabernacle of god i just enjoy it but that's nothing to do with what i'm preaching i've not listened to any tape on the uh, hidden man or cryptos man huh? it's something that I've been uh, it's in my heart and I'm preaching to you and it's real God wants to raise up real people but we like to look good you see when you are relaxed and you are, when you are conscious of yourself you don't tell people about a real thing because you want to look good and you want to impress the people. You see that I'm nice. You see that I'm powerful. You like me. You want me. You like my message. God wants, you see, when we go from this place, and my brother, I'm telling you, what is in your heart is what you will be. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. As you keep flooding the mind, it will drop down drop down one day many years ago I was in the university I used to come home to listen to tapes videos I used to watch videos of Jimmy Swaggart preaching his videos were like 15 minutes or 30 minutes and he would do altar calls very 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 powerful and i just i just used to watch and give my life to christ each time he did altar call i gave my life to christ there were times he would, he would preach i would cry especially at the end oh man i didn't know that many years later i'll be preaching in the universities and i'll be using some of those very phrases because i watched it and 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 watched it i didn't know 
that some years later I'll be standing and I'll also be preaching. What are some of the messages I preach on campus? Huh? Judgment what? Judgment day one, two and three. Zion train. The bed is too short. The dead dog. Silence in heaven. The wind and the whirlwind. Jimmy Swaggart used to preach messages. He called it the title of the message. That thing. The title of his message. Rain, rain, go away. I never knew that years later, what I have exposed myself to, exposed myself to, exposed myself to, out of the heart, it will be coming out. Even the way he titles his message, because all of them were five, I had only five. <laughs> what you put into your heart one day, it will come out. You don't read your Bible every day. How can there be anything? Yes, I could appoint you as a pastor, but there will be nothing in your heart. Give me a speaker who is speaking from his heart. And I would like to listen to that person. You always want to listen to somebody who is, who is speaking from his heart. People criticize President Rawlings. But anytime President Rawlings spoke, even his enemies sat up at home. They all put on, increase the volume. The man is talking. Increase the volume. The man is talking. How, how many ever did that? Put on, increase the volume. The man is coming to talk. Even his enemies. Let's, let's see what is. Especially when he put aside every paper. And he starts to talk. Himself comes. And he starts to speak. And we all sit up and see what is he going to say now. That is why. That is why. We, that is why. Then you see that he'll be talking. But some of the people that we see on television now, you see them reading their speech, and you see that it's a prepared speech. The person himself didn't write. Somebody in the office wrote it. And you see that sometimes they are reading. He doesn't believe in it. They are reading it for the first time in the place. It's not what he really thinks. It's what is cooked. Look, me, I did medical work, community health. We had to prepare reports. There are certain words you have to put in. You realize all unreal, unreal reports. Nothing. That's why me in my office, I don't even go by reports. Bring a report on this. Bring a report. Solve the problem instead of bringing reports. When you see the words, political upheaval, socio-economic, economic malfeasance, something, something, something. Words which have no meaning. God, listen. You must be able to preach. You open your Bible, read one verse, and talk for one hour. Yeah. Try it. Everybody, when you go, try it. You open your Bible, you read one verse, and talk for one hour. Let's see whether you can do that. I'm giving you an exercise. Open one verse, read it, and talk to the people, and nobody should sleep. When you are preaching and people are sleeping, you should be scared. Because as I'm preaching, I'm looking at all of your eyes to see whether you are asleep. If I see you sleeping and I feel that there's a special, special spirit on you, I don't mind you. But the spirit of Eutychus. But normally I just look around. I have to see whether people are with me or people have gone to sleep. One church, they were, the pastor was preaching. I'm sure I've told some of you before. And somebody died in the church. And they called the ambulance. When they came, they started carrying out the people. And they take one person out. As he was going out, then the person would wake up. And they realized that he is not the one who is dead. Because so many people were sleeping, but one of them had died. So they carried this one out. Then he wake up. They, car- they carried eight people out before they saw the dead person. If you are a pastor and you are preaching, most of the people in your church are falling asleep. Can't you see that the people are dying as you are preaching? Get to the place where you read one verse and you talk to the people. And you see that they are watching you, they are listening to you, and they are not stopping listening, and they are attentive, and they are hearing, and you are speaking to them from your heart. You are making them understand. I went to preach somewhere in South Africa, in Durban, after the pastor's wife came and said to me, you know, you really give of yourself. 
whenever you minister. That was ministry for my heart. She said, you really give of yourself. I will tell you stories about my life. You see, I'm trying my very best. I'm not just trying to say I've ministered my sermon. But I'm trying my very best. What is in my heart to try to get it to you in the, in the simpler, however I can, whatever I can. Even if I have to disgrace myself so that you will have it. I, I, that's how I minister from my heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And many of us, we don't minister from our hearts. At all. We minister from our heads. We minister from what is official. What we think people should hear. What we want them to be preached from our minds, but not from our hearts. And Jesus is saying, how can you, being evil, give a good thing? When that thing is not in your heart, how can it be given? It can never be given. And that is why your ministry cannot grow. Your church cannot grow. Look, if you want to see whether the church, who is the... What is the reason why the church is not growing? Look at the pastor. If you like, change the pastor. Anytime you change the pastor, you may see some difference. Especially with time. Yeah. You see that the pastor changes, the church changes. And it's from the heart. Powerful messages, they come from the heart. If you see Yongicho, watch those of you who were here when he came. He'll read the pastor, and then he'll close the Bible. Finish. Now he's talking. He can talk for two hours. All the great preachers, Reverend is too, when he comes to preach, does he read, be reading notes or whatever? You see that he's preaching from his heart and saying real things. And you, why don't you also develop it? Practice what I'm saying. Preach from your Explain if it's one point. Explain until ah, they have got it. And something that you haven't done yourself. You can't easily share it. May you become a preacher. May you be anointed. May you walk in the spirit. May you be spiritual as you preach. May God anoint you to preach with power. So that when you speak, people will listen. And when people go, they will come back. Pray that prayer that when they go home, they come back. Pray that when they go home, they come back with more people. Because God wants to bless your ministry. He wants to change the whole focus of your ministry. He wants to change the source of your message. He wants to change the source from being your mind to your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart. Out of the abundance of your heart. May the word of God enter your heart. May the spirit of God enter your heart. May God come to you. So that you can come from the bottom of your heart. Anything you are doing from your heart is different. than when you are doing it for money. Or you are doing it for prestige. Or you are doing it for people to acknowledge you. One day I was, when I went somewhere and I said, Lord, what shall I preach? And the Lord said, preach what, is, what I have given you. What I have given you. It was a big convention. I remember this program, it was a big convention in... In South Africa. And the Lord said, preach what I have given you. You see, and I learned. There were certain things I could always preach from my heart. You see, I have different messages. But the ones from my heart are always more powerful than things that I've just prepared. And that I'm organizing to bring. So as I started going around, I learned that when I go somewhere, the first thing I always preach about is doing the work of God. Because that one, if you talk about doing the work of God, why you should work for God, I heard a voice, oh, I can be with you and explain to you why the work of God from my heart. And that's what the Lord told me. So everywhere I go for the first time, whether in Spanish, whether in South America, South Africa, Malaysia, whatever, I preach it. If I'm talking about loyalty, oh, I can also preach about it from my heart. So now, I don't, I don't, I've stopped struggling with what I should preach. I have to preach for what's on my heart. And then it becomes very powerful. Amen. I'm invited back. The last time I was in them, I was there for the fourth time. <laughs> the same church. You know, normally when you go, they invite you once. Or if they invite you with some other people, they are, they are inviting you again. And I was just ministering from my heart. From my heart. From my heart. If it's from your heart, it's powerful. If it's from your mind, it's a speech. It's not powerful. You want power in your message. You want power in your preaching. You want to change and be transformed. Heart. 
And that is why all the time, if you are preparing to be a pastor or a shepherd, you must always be with tapes. I mean, tapes must be around you, always. Especially tapes that are ministering to you. You must have them. Play them. Play them. You see, you can... I, Peter and John said, what I have, such as I have, give I. I give you what I have. I give you what I have. I don't have it, I don't give it. If I don't have it, I don't give it. So now I know what to preach. The thing that's in your heart. You want to give your very best. Give the one that's from your heart. Give the one that is natural. Give, if you have been invited to preach somewhere, and you want to, what should I preach? Preach what's on your heart. That's easy to preach. And it's the most powerful message that you have. You imagine two people, one coming to read a speech here, and he's reading and the king said, Is there not any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son which is lame on his feet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very important for us to understand these important scriptures and these intimidations of the Lord unto thee. For the Lord in his wonderful ways is moving. In the world, through his exaggerations and insumplerations, the Lord is going beyond our thoughts and our minds. Ladies and gentlemen, it is imperative for all and sundry to be part of these entambulations of the Lord's superfurations that he is bringing unto us. Now, will you please turn with me to Leviticus chapter 29. You are going to bed. But let somebody come and say, look, I want to share something with you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you something that is real. Something that is from my heart. Something that is coming from inside. Something that I believe in. Not something that I'm making up. Not something that I'm pretending about. Not something that I'm organizing. Organizing words and big words and trying to impress somebody. I'm sharing something that is inside. Something that is bursting out of me. Something that is flowing out of me. Like a river of living water. That's what I'm sharing. I'm sharing what I believe. That's where the power is. The power is in your heart. I said the power is in your heart. It's not in your mind. Let it flow out of your belly like a river. If it comes from your heart. I said if it comes from your heart. There will be power. I didn't know what to preach. When I would go to the person, Lord, give me the most powerful message to bring. The Lord said, you preach the one that is on your heart. It's the most powerful message. The most powerful message is the message in your heart. Just open your heart and preach it. Share it from your heart. Share with the people what's on your heart. What you think. What you believe. Just say it. Powerfully. Explain it to the, the last degree that you can explain it. That's the best message you have. Tonight I'm talking about the best message you have. How many want to know the best message you have? The most anointed message you have. The message that can make a difference. The message that can make a way where there is no way. The message that can cause the church to grow. When nothing else can make the church grow. It's the message that's coming from your heart. So how can you being evil speak a good thing? How can there be one thing here and another thing there? It can never be. The good message is the message from the heart. I said the good message. I see you speaking good messages. I prophesy that preachers are being raised up here. I prophesy that pastors are being raised up here. I prophesy a message that God is raising you up to speak good things and to speak good messages and to say good things and favorable things to the people. It shall come to pass. Oh, young ladies, I tell you, God is going to raise you up with your little voices. But you speak it from your heart. You tell it, say it from your heart. I tell you, people are going to be blessed and people are going to change. Tonight, I'm telling you which is your best message. I said tonight, I'm telling you your best preaching. Your best preaching is the heart preaching. Your best preaching is the preaching that comes from inside. Your best preaching is the preaching where you don't need any notes. Your best preaching is where God is moving you inside your heart and is just allowing you to speak to the people. 
That's your best message. I said, That's your best message. That's your best message. That's why I'm always trying to get something into my heart because I know, I know, I know it's going to come from my heart. It's going to come from my heart. Sometimes when you are preaching your best message, you don't know the effect that it's having. People are being so changed and affected. I went to preach in Malaysia. I tell you, it's a conference hall like this. Pastors. And I just preach loyalty. Stage one, independent spirit. Stage two, offensa. Stage three, uh, passivity, political. Oh, I was just going through the points. I don't need a point where I, I can say independent. I can show you Joab and all these guys. When I finish preaching, oh, Father, thank you. And then I handed over to the pastor. The pastor came and he stood there. He stood there. He stood there. <laughs> he started crying. Everybody started crying in the place. I didn't. I, I was. What? No. What have I done? <laughs> I preach a message from my heart. I said I preach a message from my heart. I preach against orangus. I preach against disloyalty. That's the most powerful message we have. You want to know your most your best message. Is the message of a, and some of you have only one best message, but God wants to give you a hundred best messages, and that's why you have to keep investing in your heart so that you have a hundred best messages, messages from your heart, a thousand messages from your heart, so that you can talk about this from your heart, you can talk about this from your heart, you can talk about this from your heart. God is giving you more messages into your heart. I'm telling you about your best message, oh. I'm telling you about the message that will make the church grow. I'm talking about the message that is going to be a blessing to many people. It's the one that's coming from your heart. When it comes from there, when it comes from there, when it comes from within, all the organized words, all the organized words, and all the organized, is there any problem? Is all the organized things that we say will go away and God will be able to bless the people that's your best message oh. don't joke with your best message your best message is always your best message why don't you have a best message I'm asking you why don't you have a best message you must have a good message from your heart it's your best message it works in China it works in Malaysia it works in South Africa it works in Nigeria your best message always works it works the best way all the time because it's a message from your heart how can you speak good things when you are evil hallelujah I'm teaching you how to be a preacher how many want to be wild preachers? How many want your church to be full? Look, let me tell you, when you go and pray that Lord, as they go home, let them come. But there are two, two prayers. As they go, let them come. That's the first prayer. The second prayer is that as they go and they are coming, let them come with more people. I see it happening in your life in the name of Jesus. Speak from your heart. I told you, when you speak from your heart, people will say, increase the volume. Let's hear what he's saying. <laughs> Instead of them lowering the volume in their ear, they'll say, increase the volume. Let's listen to what he's saying. Let's listen to what he said. Have you noticed how when you are preaching and then you start to tell the people something that happened to you or something, the whole place becomes quiet. Sometimes you heard me telling people, you like stories too much. Is that not so? But you see that now the person is coming to tell you something from inside you like such stories how many enjoy my stories how many want more stories you like the repeat stories when we rewind the story you enjoy the story because the story is from the heart it's the best story that we have God has given everybody some stories something that you've seen before is a real story for you 
something that you haven't seen is not a real story. I tell you, you are going to change. As, as we are going here, you are, you are a flame of fire. I said, you are a flame of fire. You are not going to wave your certificate and say, eh, I'm a preacher, I'm a whatever. You are going to speak from the bottom of your heart. You are going to cry from the bottom of your heart. You are going to preach to the people and say, hey, my brother, God is calling you. You know why sometimes, you know why sometimes we can't preach salvation very well? Because we don't really believe in hell and heaven. You know, it's not deep in our heart. And when I read Kenneth Hagin's book, I went to hell. I said, my God, my God, if this place is real, how can I preach? How can I have a wedding without doing an altar call? One day somebody came and saw me at a wedding. He said, I can't believe it's a wedding and you did an altar call. How can I see a sea of unbelievers and not be concerned about them? Leave them to go like that. Hush. It cannot be possible. Sometimes at weddings, at weddings, I can be sitting on the stage, I say, Reverend Saki say, Bishop, you are preaching. You know? I say, eh? When? Now? Really? Okay, let's go. And I, I can preach. I can, isn't it? Because there are a lot of things in my heart. I should preach. Now I can preach. I can preach till tomorrow. There are a lot of things in my heart. So many things. So many things. I can preach and preach and preach and preach and preach and preach. I will never stop. <laughs> I'll be with you for a long time. I can talk with you for a long time. If only you like it, I can preach it. Do you like such things? Do you want such things? I want such things. I like such things. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I want it. You know, years ago, years ago, there was a, a sister who, there was a sister who helped me to know the Lord, to lend my quiet time and so many things. And then she took me to two churches. One was Bishop Duncan Williams Church and then another church. So... I remember when she took me to the other church. The pastor had a very big book. A very, very big book with his notes. And she told me that that's also a good church. And he preached from his notes. Then I went to Bishop Duncan Williams' church. Bishop Duncan Williams, they didn't have many good English words. But when he starts to talk, I was at Wato Club and Pussycat and Gondola nightclub. And I put my hand in fire and this and that. I said, hey. This one, it looks very real. More real than the notes that I... So I had to choose between the two churches. And I said, you know, this one looks more real to me. And I chose the real one. I'm not saying the other one was not real. It was also a very good church, but... I am more attracted and at home with real things that seem to come from the heart. Pray, pray that you will know a man of God closely. You know, like Jesus, like in the case of Jesus, he always had other things to say when he was privately with the disciples. Pray that you will know a man of God closely. Because when you know a person closely, you see, you, you, you will hear even more things that are not said here. Wild that things than the preaching things that you are. There are more stories who more stories. How many enjoy such stories?
That's why Jesus would sit down with the disciples. After his preaching, nobody understood the message he would come out. The seed is the word. This is persecution. This is this. Then he will explain. Filler. Filler from the heart. I said, filler from the heart. May you be close and not far. I said, may you be close and not far. Look, God has some of you. Eh? See, there are people who are pastors here. But don't forget, Jesus said the publicans and the halos, they are entering faster. So some of you, you are not even shepherds. You are, not, you are going to come full speed. I see you running in Jesus' name. Spirituality. I said spirituality. 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 It says in there. This is it. The spirit is there. It's there. The cryptos man. The hidden man. The man that is in there. You see, right now as I'm preaching, your body is tired, but your spirit is being charged. Being charged. Being charged. Quickened. Revitalized. God is turning you into a preacher. People are going to be surprised at you. When you go and you start preaching, you say, hey, this one, her preaching is different. Too. When you preach with stories, don't let anybody intimidate you. Many, many years ago, you can ask my wife, I told her when we were in school, I said, Jesus, when he preached about the prodigal son, these stories from childhood, we never forget it. Why? Why? The stories. There was a certain man. A certain man had two sons. A certain man went on a journey. A certain man gave his servant. A certain man, always, there was a certain rich man. A certain this, a certain that, a certain this. All the time. We have never forgotten. Sometimes after the camp, you will remember more stories than even the. But the story will guide you to the word. Ale. I said, Ale. Something that is from the heart can never, never be compared with something that is from the mind. Never. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. There's no comparison at all. At all. At all. And how can it be in your heart? You have to soak in and soak in and soak in and soak in. And you have to have your quiet time, a quiet time, Bible study, Bible study, Bible study, soak in, Bible study, soak in. I'm telling you, it will be in your heart. And let me tell you a secret. Let me give you a secret. Do you know, if you want something to remain with you, eh, I'll give you a very wild secret. You want something to remain with you. You want something to remain with you. Give it to me, Bishop. Do you want something to remain with you? It's a spiritual thing. Are you ready for a spiritual thing? Give it. Give it. And it will come back to you. You see, many people learn things, but they don't share it. But if you work with me, you see that I'm always sharing things that I have learned, sharing things that I've learned. If you personally, all the time. And it makes the things stay with me. Pastor Joe, you can call me on the telephone before I realize I'm sharing something with you. Something that I've just been learning. And those things tend to stay. But I used, there was a time I, I was saying, no, let me keep my revelation. When I keep my revelation, I will release it one day. And the Lord said, no, give, more will come. You keep it, it will evaporate. Give, it shall be given unto you. And some of you, your conversation is not spiritual. But from now, your, your, your chatting, your chatting will have spiritual things in it. If, if two Christians meet and they don't mention the Bible, 
they have missed the point. Write it down. Write it down. If two Christians meet and they don't mention the Bible, they have missed the point. The Bible must be mentioned. From today, oh, you must always use the Bible to mention, to speak, to discuss, to chat. I tell you, it's going to change you. I see good preachers. Write it down. When I go, I read one verse and I preach for one hour. Try it. Read one verse and preach for one hour. Can you do it? Read one verse and preach for one hour. Read one verse and preach for one hour. One hour of things in your heart. (laughs) Try it. It's an exercise. Read one verse and preach. (laughs) I've given you a hard exercise, but it's possible. You can do it. Give the Lord a clap offering. You may be seated.